to the House of Hoosier Podcast. I'm your host, AJ Guyton, man. I got a very special guest. I think uh, the Hoosier faithful will be excited about this catch-up because this this dude kind of stays in the background. He stay hidden and mm-hmm. cerebral. So when 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 they when they're like that, they usually got they usually got a lot to say, a lot, lot, lot really a lot <laughs> of the brain, you know, man, because you you you're thinking it out, man. Everybody say what's yeah. up. Uh, we got Jeff Newton in the building. What's up? Well, how you been? What's going on? Man, What's going this, on? this is a reunion 21 years in the making for me, man. I, I had to hunt you down like a rabbit dog, try to get your number. I got your number from Coach Davis. He went and, okay. he went and found it for me, man. And uh, I, pr- I appreciate that because they in the season. So I hated to mm-hmm. bother them. But I, I, did. Uh, I, I know you done spoke to Moye recently, too. Yep, yep. I see he was one of my first ones, man. I uh-huh. love it. I'm going to do him again. We got we to redo because yeah. you know, Moye got a lot on his mind. I'm gonna... oh, you, you already know. <laughs> <laughs> Moye, man, he, he texts me every day. I was like, hey, man, I, I ain't that involved, man. I'm just, you know, I'm just trying to bring, bring the alumni back together, man. I ain't trying to, you know, do all that kind of stuff. But, um, you know, you and Moye got a, 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 a history down there in the GA, huh? Did y'all, did y'all yeah. hoop together or hoop against each other? Um, from, from when we were like 10, 11 years old. Yeah. Yeah, we was at the same rec center and all that. Oh, okay, okay. Mm-hmm. What what was your what, did you did you know that AJ was going to end up being the uh, uh, the player that he became and a professional at that time, or was y'all just just running around hooping? Yeah, I mean, we was pretty much running around just hooping, but we got to like 14, 15, He started being like nationally uh, oh. recognized, so we oh. knew early on he was going to be like one of the top dudes. Yeah, he was first though, so he was he was the one that was recognized first. Yeah. yeah. Oh, okay. All right. Cool. What what where'd y'all grow up, man? What, what what was the streets of GA like? What city y'all grow up in, and and how did that how did that that upbringing help shape y'all? Yeah. I mean, we uh, we was I was in College Park. He was in East Point. People that's familiar with Atlanta know those. I mean, they some they some real real areas. Right. And, yeah. We took and we. We pretty much kept ourselves, kept to the basketball court, uh-huh. kept our nose clean, and made it up out of there. For the people who don't understand, I, I learned about College Point and East Point and uh, College Park and East Point from Outcast Records. That's right. That's, we we ain't no money be going down to ATL, but but Outcast talked about it in their early album, Southern Playlist of Cadillac Music. Yeah. And, yeah. and so, so for people to understand, man, kind of walk them through real quick. The, you know. The, what what they would see, what you would see in College Park East Point on a daily basis? Like I, man, <laughs> what you you see some of everything, man. Like right. we call them like dope boy. Talking about the trap stuff, mm-hmm. all that and trap communities where people come to, you know, do their little deals or whatever, mm-hmm. illegal deals. And like I said, we just try to. Stick to the court, man. Yeah, definitely. Stay, you know, keep keep our noses up out of that kind of uh, activity. Mm-hmm. And, and you know, we had both had great parents, um, so we was, we 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 are lucky like that. We got to stay away from most of that. Yeah, I man. People don't understand. Like, it's hard to stay away from when it's when it's there every day. You see it coming outside your house when some of mm-hmm. your parents, some of your, your relatives are involved in the game. Some right. of your friends are involved in the game. Most of your friends involved in it. Mm-hmm. They try to 
Well, yeah. for the most part, our friends try to keep us away from that. Mm-hmm. Definitely. You know, we had other things we need to go do. Mm-hmm. And we just, like I said, we were lucky like that. Who was the, the influencers around you who who made sure that and try to help you not get involved into that in that game uh, with you and AJ? Who was some of your influencers that kept that away from you? Well, for me, uh, my uncle. Mm-hmm. My uncle really, um, he understood what, what growing up in those neighborhoods was about. And uh, mm-hmm. AJ, you know, he had his, his mom was a teacher, so she pretty much kept him out. You know what I'm saying? The only time, yeah, like he could come to my house and spend a night and I could go around his house. That was probably the only thing we got to go do. That's it. We wasn't playing basketball. (laughs) That's crazy. What, what, um, what, what drew you, what drew y'all to basketball? I mean, you, AJ, I'm sure AJ could have played three, four sports. I'm sure you mm-hmm. could have been ran the tallest pitcher in the history of GA. Right. <laughs> you probably decided not to. What was it about basketball that drew y'all to them courts? And was it, and was it, was it uh, like in City Peoria, basketball was it, it was the Mecca mm-hmm. in Illinois. Was it big back then as it is now? Not, no. In Georgia's football, football is the major sport mm-hmm. but uh for us man just it, we just naturally grown to it that's that's what we did every day like outside mom dudes got us a, a court at an early age he got us a, a hoop okay he can get us up off of it wow mm-hmm. yeah and at w- what point did uh i'm sure you at some point you was a small guard trying to trying to be isaiah thomas or somebody at that time but then you just sprouted up and had opportunity to become magic and what what point did you hit that growth spurt and how did it change your game real talk i was always you always I, tall <laughs> i ain't never had to hit no spurt because i was always you know mm-hmm. but uh you know just playing outside in the neighborhood mm-hmm. that's when you get uh kind of learn them different skills and right you know you know, everybody not throwing you the ball on the block in the neighborhood basketball game. <laughs> right, yeah. <laughs> you, know, the, you gotta go get it. <laughs> yeah, that's how that's how I learned most of you know them extra skills mm-hmm. just by being out there in the neighborhood. Right. That's that's mm-hmm. incredible, man. That's the first time I heard that. Everybody else I've talked to always hit a spurt around sophomore year, freshman year. You was just where, where's the height? Where the height come from? My dad was okay. My, Nine, my mom was five nine, so. Okay, so it was tall. Yeah, definitely. Came, I came out the womb six, two feet. <laughs> so, yeah, they knew I was. Absolutely, sure. What, what, um, so what, what was your high school experience like? Were you dominant on the floor? Were you just figuring it out? You had a guard that would never pass you the ball so you couldn't get on? Like, <laughs> what was your uh, high school uh, experience like as a player? Uh, great, I mean, my coach, we had a rule. I had to touch the ball every time down the floor. Every oh. time I had to touch it. So <laughs> can't beat that. Yeah. <laughs> but uh yeah, we had good teams. We had no teams like Moya them had. They mm-hmm. they did us pretty dirty back in the day. We mm-hmm. went to different high schools. Oh, okay. Um, where did he where did he go? Where'd you go? He went to Westlake and okay. I went to Mays. Okay. Uh-huh. Uh yeah, I, I went I ended up going to school where my grandma when okay. my grandma lived, it was mm-hmm. kind of a, a better school than I would have right. went to if I would have stayed in my neighborhood. Mm-hmm. So I took that route. Uh-huh. But on the court, <laughs> we had a lot of low scoring games because my <laughs> coach was like, hey, you gonna walk this thing up? <laughs> it's going it's going in there first before anybody took a shot. Right. 
Yeah, so I kind of got off pretty much <laughs> all, right. all the time. Did you ever, yeah. uh, did you and AJ ever play against each other? And who won those yeah, games? We played, yeah, we played against each other once. They beat mm -hmm. us by 20. Okay. So he was at yeah. it. Uh, he, he, had, he had other D1s on his on his squad. Yeah, he, they was like, they had like six or seven D1s. Mm -hmm. Whereas we had one. One, right. And that was you. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and so so obviously your abilities uh you know enabled you to be a division one player and, and at some point you started getting noticed down there. Was your mm -hmm. was your was your intention initially to to stay in Georgia or did you was you always trying to get up out of the GA? Oh uh, no, nah, I wanted I was going to Georgia. I want I had my mind up my probably like my sophomore year. Mm -hmm. I, I wanted to go to Georgia. Mm -hmm. um, I think Tubby, Tubby Smith was the coach at the time. Yep, yep. Then he ended up moving to Kentucky. That's, I think that's how it went. Mm -hmm. Yep. So once they got a new coach, that's when uh, I basically became a free agent again. Absolutely. And then, yeah. uh, Mike, so Mike Davis, did Mike Davis recruit you hard? Mike Davis started showing up at the game. We started seeing mm -hmm. this, started seeing a black dude in this little, uh, you know, the, uh, the sweaters they be wearing. Yeah, yeah. Like in the little bright red sweaters. Just showing up randomly at all the games. Uh -huh. Showing up randomly in uh, hotels in Vegas where we were playing at. <laughs> People don't know. He just Coach be, he just a, be like, everywhere. He was a relentless recruiter, man. Like yeah, he, yeah. he wanted you. He was going to be everywhere you yeah. were, man. And that's how he was able to get yeah. such the talent like DJ White, yourself, mm -hmm. George Leach, AJ. Like you, he was mm -hmm. one of the top recruiters. Uh, he was great. You know, yeah, definitely. He said he saw him mm. in his red sweater. <laughs> what was that? He made sure he stuck out. <laughs> Did you yeah. know him prior to that, or was you, was meeting him the I, first time? Was it based on your recruitment? I did not know. I when he first uh, all right, when we first talked on the phone, he was like, "Yeah, we done met a couple times." I was like, <laughs> "What?" <laughs> then when he finally came down to the house and met, I was like. Yeah, I didn't see you before. <laughs> yeah, and Davis, it was a relentless compute, uh, uh, yeah. uh, a recruiter, man. Let me tell you guys a little bit about our partners over at Bet River Sportsbook. If you haven't signed up with Bet Rivers yet, now's the time. Bet River Sportsbook is offering a $250 match bonus for your first deposit, but what sets them apart is that they require just one play through to turn your bonus into cash money. When you win at Bet River Sportsbook, they pay fast. And now it's even faster with rush pay instant approval for withdrawals. It's safe, it's secure, it's reliable. With March Madness around the corner, there's never been a better time to give Bet River Sportsbooks a try. Go to betrivers.com today or download the Bet Rivers iOS app. Must be 21 years or older, gambling a problem? Call 1 800 Gambler. What was mm -hmm. so? What was that initial um, sale for on Indiana basketball? Do you remember how he was trying to get you out of the GA? Oh, cause you know well, that's a culture shot, man. You go up there, you got to get you a triple fat goose when you get to uh, you yeah, gotta, immediately. You gotta, it's a different world for the Southerners, man. Like, what mm -hmm. was what was his pull, uh, his his card in trying to get you up there? Well, he really he asked me. He said, "What you want out of this?" He said, "What you want?" I said, "Well, I like to play on TV." Mm -hmm. I like to, you know what I'm saying, because my family can watch me play. And I want to go to a, a great program. Mm -hmm. And he was like, well, <laughs> I got what you need right here. <laughs> exactly. and he, he pretty much let, uh, he let Bob do the rest of the selling. Uh -huh. I mean, because, you know, most of the coaches came down, they, 
they told you like everything you wanted to hear. Exactly. Like, yeah. You're gonna play such and such amount of minutes. You're gonna be whoopie whoopie whoop. Right. Bob came down. Was like, you gonna you gonna play as much time as you earn. Mm-hmm. At, at first, I was like, what? Right. Yeah, I ain't heard. The other dude just told me I was gonna play twenty minutes. I was like, really? <laughs> <laughs> but that's some. That's some. Yeah. Again, my uncle. My mm-hmm. uncle knew all about like Bob Knight and Indiana basketball. Mm-hmm. So he pretty much schooled me on like, you know, this one of the top programs you can, you know what I'm saying, in the country. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. You know, that's something I learned on my first visit down there. I was like, wow, this is mm-hmm. like amazing experience. Right, was that your first uh, conversation with Coach Knight? Like what was your first conversation yes. with him? Like, that- it's, it, it seems to be similar for everybody. So I already know what you're about to say. <laughs> so he came down, he drove down and he got there. Some somehow he got to my house at eight in the morning. Mm-hmm. And I'm still I'm still in the bed asleep. And uh soon as I'm walking down the stairs, I'm hearing uh I'm hearing Coach Knight, he's telling a story, and all I hear is, well, damn it, this and damn yeah. it that. I'm like, I'm like, oh my grandma down there, he doing all that cussing down there for <laughs> right. my grandma. I'm like, oh. <laughs> it's, about, it's, about, it's not about to be good. No, I get, I get, I get downstairs. She laughing like she rolled on the floor laughing. I'm like, what? <laughs> this ain't <laughs> man, nobody curse like that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Hey man, for people who don't understand, like Coach Knight is filterless. He has no filter. Yeah, man. No. and he's the same. The the, the good yeah. and the bad about him. He's the same person around everybody. Right. Like you don't get a different coach night because you Jeff Newton. Grandma right. don't get a different coach night. But with, to, with Isaiah Thomas and all the guys we've had on, man, he always end up wooing the grandmother. Yeah. Grandmothers yeah. and the mamas, you go after he leave your house, you going to IU basically. Like right. that's right, right. I don't know what he's saying. You remember that what he what 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 the goal was for Coach Knight with your grandmother, how he ended up wooing her like that. Man. <laughs> that, like I said, I wasn't there for that first story he told, but he had her in the bag after that. So every everything he said, he couldn't say no wrong. Right. He said, "You play with me for four years, I'm gonna guarantee you, you're gonna graduate. You're gonna you're gonna be successful. Yeah. You're gonna learn the game of basketball the right way." And that's pretty much all I need to hear, man. I just need to, somewhere to go play. <laughs> they were sold on that. Yeah. That's great. And then. Coach Davis walking out the door. Coach Davis was like, "Man, I know you coming. I'm gonna I'm see the papers. Go and take the rest of your visits. Have fun. <laughs> have fun. Take the rest of your visits. But <laughs> I got these papers waiting on you. Uh-huh. And, you know, he was right. Yeah, he was right. He was right. Yeah. What, what ultimately sold you on it? I know you will. Your grandmother, you Coach Davis. They yeah. always are. People don't understand. They're gonna always tell you exactly what they think you want to hear. But mm-hmm. normally recruits always, there's something special that said, like when you said Coach Knight uh, said that you had to earn your time. Like, yeah, you, had to earn your like time. you had to earn it. And, and, they, and recruiters don't realize that that carries a lot more weight than you telling me everything I want to hear. In your right. process, what ended up being a final straw to say, hey, you know what? Yeah, they going to take care of me. I'm going out here. Uh, I, I'm telling you, I'm going back to my uncle. Because <laughs> on the way out, on the way, I mean, I was, you know, I was pretty much sold on Coach Knight and the program. Mm-hmm. And then <laughs> my uncle pulled me to the side. He said, don't be no dummy. <laughs> if these folks want to you, this is where you need to go. Oh, Straight okay. up like that. Uh-huh. And I got to, uh, so I I never really watched Indiana play too much uh-huh. when I was in high school. But then that 
that season, I got to watch a whole lot of y'all guys. Mm-hmm. I was like, man, just the, and the way y'all played, yeah. I was I could see myself playing in something like that. Absolutely, you know what I'm saying? I can see where you definitely could fit when you walk through that door. I'm like, I, yeah. this this dude should have been with me three years. Like we, man. we winning if we got because you came yeah. in, was pre- you had to get adjusted to the Big Ten and the right. know, just the regiment of school and life which was yeah. you know, a big change. But I was like, that's where the game was going. Long, mm-hmm. athletic, rangy, can shoot, can handle. I said, this mm-hmm. dude is going to be like, where, where y'all been? Like, y'all took too long. Like, we, yeah, we was coming, back. though. We was coming. Like, the next <laughs> yeah. year, we got JJ, too, the next year. I've got JJ the next year. I'm like, I'm sitting yeah. there watching y'all like, that's I ain't got to play yeah. no defense with that group. Like, I mean, like, you know, I'm letting you <laughs> go. I'm letting you go in there and good luck. And I'm here yeah. now. I'm going to get layups. That's an extra five points a game. I get six points a game. So, but before we get into your who's your career, man, I'm gonna, I'm gonna go through what I call a who's your team, and I'm gonna ask you ten questions that uh, uh, IU uh, family know. Uh, first question is, what dorm or apartment did you stay in your freshman your freshman year? Oh man. Oh. Did you stay in a dorm or they let y'all stay in an apartment? Uh-huh. You're on mute, I think. I think you're on mute. Okay. Yeah, we was in apartments. Uh, I forgot the name of them. There was one right behind the villas. Right behind the I know villas? You remember Varsity Villas? That was right yep, across the I remember Varsity State. Villas, yeah. Oh, we really? was in a little apartment right behind there. Okay, okay. Yeah. Oh, let me, what was your favorite restaurant to eat in when you was a, when you was a student at IU? Uh, it was when we went to them team meals at Zagrabs. Zagrabs. <laughs> You're going in on that one. Matter of fact, every time we go back, we go, we stop in there. Every time. Oh, really? Yeah. When the last time? That's the next question. When the last time you've been to Bloomington? Uh, we are in there last, last November, I want to say. Okay. What was that case? Yeah, last, last November. Uh, me and George had brought the, um, you know, we got the barbecue food truck. Oh, okay. So they was doing a uh what's it? Who's your hysteria? His okay, okay, that yeah, yeah. That's that, yeah. Y'all we brought the truck up? up. Man, we ended up serving like a thousand people that day. Man, they gotta do that again. It's gonna be even crazier this year. Yeah. And doing you should, we, y'all should come down for the football games. We we had a deal in place. Mm-hmm. We were gonna do all the football games. We were, we were gonna set up in the basketball uh, arena. Uh-huh. We had a deal in place right before uh Right before COVID hit. Oh, okay, got you. Yo. Yeah, Damn. we was gonna do all the tailgates for all the football games. Mm-hmm. We was gonna have a stand Ooh. inside the stadium. Ooh, that yeah. boy, that would have been a nice month right there. Yeah, yeah. I'm sure you can get that going again. I mean, I don't know. Yeah, who yeah. To talk yeah. to well, that'll happen again. Being mm-hmm. this time, what uh, what what player gave you the hardest time individually in the Big Ten? Oh. I remember um, it was my it was when, when you was there. Mm-hmm. Uh, for some reason they thought I could guard Michael Red. <laughs> <laughs> he said, "I thought I could guard." Man, Michael Red was a bucket. We put you on Michael Red, man. Yeah, man. I couldn't believe it either. <laughs> that supposed to be Dane problem. What the? What was we tripping on? I don't know, man. I don't know. <laughs> so I kind of came out on him, and he just raised in my face. I'm not used to that. You're right, yeah. Nah, there's, no way, there's no way he's shooting this in my face. Right, yeah. Black. Pro. Pro. It's about to be a long, long day. 
<laughs> he said it so for some reason they put me on Michael Red. <laughs> what was the uh the, the loudest gym you played in on the road in the Big Ten, if you can remember? I know my Probably Michigan State. I was well, I was gonna say Michigan State, man. Yeah. We had that we had a game one up there. Our friend, did you win at Michigan State? We uh you know what? On because uh, they was loaded when y'all when you was they yeah. Had, I mean, Kirk hit the game winner at home. That year. Yeah, I remember that. I don't think we won at Michigan State. Yeah, I don't, I, I, we had a chance. Our senior, my senior year, your freshman year, yeah. was up like six with a minute left, and uh, we we didn't close it out with, with some free throws. And then Mo P hit a three in my face in overtime. I knew it was over. You know, we we yeah. didn't have much. Like we won, we had to win. We needed to win now. Like yeah, but that was a tough place to play. Loud. It was just something about it. And Purdue, obviously. Purdue felt but like something about that Michigan State had a student session like right there on the court. Right there, yeah, yeah. They talking yeah. stuff to you, taking the ball out. Like it's yeah. a hostile environment, man. Uh, what was your most, if you think of it sometimes that uh, Mike Davis made y'all laugh, or what was your most memorable Mike Davis moment? <laughs> you ain't got to go into detail yet. Just what what happened? What did he do? Because I know he did something crazy. <laughs> hey, tell you, man, tell I don't you, get this. It's a fan. It's a family podcast, man. Tell yeah, the story. <laughs> <laughs> so we had lost to um, uh, Southern Illinois. Mm. <laughs> he on the way back to the locker room. He he take his jacket off. He he slings his jacket somewhere. He said, "I mean, fellas, they gym is old as hell." <laughs> and and look, <laughs> when I say I could, we had just lost the game, so everybody kind of mad. But when he said that, I was like, I looked at JJ. He looked at me, and we just started. We just sat back in the locker and started laughing. <laughs> oh, it's funny, new JJ. I'm gonna run you down. <laughs> <laughs> just say he he ran us a lot that morning. That I, know. morning. <laughs> I know, man. I know. Uh, what 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 is the most memorable? You did spend a year with Coach Knight. What do you what, yeah. what's one good memory about Coach Knight that you had? Oh, uh, that to be a never, something he did. Or I got you. I had never set a screen before in my whole career. <laughs> I never set a screen, and one day he was like, "You know what? You my best. You my best screener I got." Mm. I said, "Well, thanks, Coach, because <laughs> I really don't know." <laughs> If I'm doing it right, 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 you ain't know what's going on. I mean, you you made it easy. You made it easy for me. Right, it ain't too much. You know, you just run off him. Right, I look yeah. like I'm doing it right because you making the shots. Just get in the way, man. That's all. That's yeah. my mind. Get in the way. I, I get. I get away from these dudes. Yeah. Get in the way. And let me ask you this: Your favorite? Uh, give me five of your favorite IU players that you've watched, that you personally watched. Uh, you up there? Mm -hmm. Uh, my guy Coverdale's up there. Absolutely, I love watching Tom. Uh, his his story was 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 crazy. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I love watching Depot when he was there. Yeah. Uh, DJ was one of my favorites, mm -hmm. and uh, Earl Earl Calloway was one of my favorites. Like Earl. Yeah. Is he from now? You know, Earl, Earl down there with us. Yeah. Okay. All right. Cool. Yeah. What, what Earl doing now? 
Earl's still overseas, I think. Still hooping a little bit? I'm out there. I'm yeah. Out there. Give him a call, man. I yeah, Earl's still, he's still, he's staying with it. That's what's saying. <laughs> hey, yeah. Some people stay with it. Some people get, up, yeah. get, get away from it as soon as they can. Yeah. We'll, we'll definitely get to that. Hey, let's, um, what, what one teammate do you miss? This is the last question. What one teammate do you miss playing with the most and why? Oh, uh, uh, me and uh, Jared, me and JJ was always, we had fun out there. Absolutely, like, yeah. So it was a lot of fun playing with him. We were both like interchangeable so we could guard a diff- lot of different type of guys. Mm-hmm. It, made, it made the game easy. Yeah, for, for, sure, real, for sure, for sure. Yeah. Well, you had a heck of a career, man. Did you end up being the all-time leader in block shots? Yeah, I did get that. George is mad about that, too. Was he? <laughs> He's still mad about that to this day. That's great. Do you remember? Did I don't know. I think it might be an Isaiah Thomas or someone. A veteran came and practiced one day into our locker room was talking to us. I vividly remember this. And he was like, who in here is a shot blocker or something like that? And I, I just remember <laughs> you never said anything. Like, and, and hey, look, this day you was like, I, 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 I tell this story all the time. Now he said, uh, <laughs> who was it first said, of all? Uh, he said, who in here didn't think, who in here didn't think they didn't won something before? Uh-huh. And you know, I'm straight coming out of high school at AU. Like, <laughs> like you ain't won. Like, yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> who, who, who was the veteran that said that? That was Isaiah. It was, it was Isaiah. Isaiah. Okay, I thought yeah. it was Isaiah. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> ain't none one of y'all won nothing. Y'all right. ain't won nothing yet. Yeah. So. He, he was cussing us out. Yeah. <laughs> Dude, I'll never forget that. I was just like, this is my first time seeing Isaiah. I, I didn't. I, I, never saw, met I regretted raising my hand. I never raised my hand for nothing else. Right. I'll tell you that one. <laughs> I just remember, I didn't know what it was for. I thought it was because he was asking y'all who who was a shot blocker and, and you mm-hmm. felt like you was a shot blocker. And I was like, oh, right. shit, this dude did raise his hand. <laughs> I said, I knew what was coming, it's, man. Instant regret. Instant regret. <laughs> anyway, man, you had a heck of a career, man. When your freshman year, though, what was the, your biggest, how did you, your biggest adjustment to the college game, right? Because I remember you coming in and you, I think you helped us a lot early. And, mm. and it, it seemed like you helped us early and then you kind of hit a wall. And then right. you know you was just trying to play yourself out of it. What what do you remember about that time? I remember uh, once we got to the like the Big Ten season, mm-hmm. and everybody we played against was 6'10", 250 right. or better. <laughs> right. You no, know, I came in one eighty five. Yeah, so you know, like so having to them boy lean up on you for. <laughs> all that for them mm. amount of weeks that probably <laughs> took a lot out of your boy. Absolutely, yeah, absolutely. So definitely all automatically it was just weights. And yeah, just, had to get stronger. Oh, you was, just, you was a lean guy anyway. You wasn't gonna be 250. You was gonna right. you, if you got to 210, you was Arnold Schwarzenegger. Yeah, like, that's you. why I stayed about 210, 215. <laughs> yeah. And, but I needed every bit of that weight. I needed that. <laughs> <laughs> well, did you what, how did you adjust playing for Coach Knight? Um, was was the, and, it, and was there a moment in every? I know I did. It was a moment where you felt like, man, I might have made the wrong decision. I don't know if mm-hmm. it's for me. Did, was there a moment you had like that? And how did you adjust it to his coaching style? Oh, uh, oh, we talking about coach? Uh, it's not, yeah, your first. No, no, I had most of my coaches I had growing up were mm-hmm. pretty in your face, cuss you out, intense mm-hmm. coaches. So. 
I didn't see a difference with in that aspect of it. Now, we'll tell you this. Uh, I don't know if you remember the game we played against uh, North Carolina down there. Yeah, yeah, I remember. And they had uh, Big, uh, uh, Julius Peppers. Julius Peppers and Brandon Haywood. I thought I had made Brandon Haywood. I was like, oh, I made a mistake. <laughs> I, I don't belong here with the evil. <laughs> right. Because right. they had what's the what's the white kid name the inside? Yeah, yeah him too. Uh yeah, I forgot his name. Pro ball, I forgot his name, but yeah. he was he was one of the best in the ACC at the time. Their front line was bananas. Oh, yes. I don't know how the hell we won that game. Like I was that's the genius of Coach Knight. You know, he'll put you in positions yeah. where you make people do stuff they just and they had Joe Forte. They had I yeah. think they went to the final four that year. Yeah, they, did. They, they, had, they had a squad. They I didn't know I was ready. Good. And it, it was one time during that game, Coach Knight drew me up a plate. He said, all I want you to do is come off the screen, turn, put your head down, lay it up. I said, huh? <laughs> Dude, like, Wait, you sure me? <laughs> yeah, yeah, right. You're supposed to be AJ. Huh? So some way he, he knew that they were going to switch. I ended up with Brendan on me. So yeah. literally all I did was turn, put my head down. I was at the ground. I was like, oh, that, that really worked. <laughs> that was crazy. What's his name? Had a big front line, too. Temple. Oh, yeah. We went to Huge. play them somewhere on the East Coast, and they had big Kevin Lye. They had Lamont Barnes, and they had, it's like three big. I'm like, man, I yeah. ain't, we ain't breed them right up here in the Midwest. Right. I don't know. <laughs> but people don't understand how physical it was at that time. And, you know, you uh -huh. watch. Not, not a lot of fouls called today, but it was right. no fouls called. I mean, there's a lot of fouls called today, not a lot back then. Um, yeah, they let you play. Absolutely. When, when you, so you, you know, you had a, a solid freshman year, man. I felt like, you know, like, like I said earlier that, you know, we needed guys like you two, two, three years before. And it, but it ended up setting you guys up for some successful times. Right. When you ended right. that season, what did you feel like you needed to work on to take your game to the next level at the, after the end of your freshman season? Uh, had to get stronger. Mm -hmm. I, I saw I was gonna have to uh, guard a lot of different types of players. Right. So I had to I had to work on that. I had to get in the gym and every time we played pickup, I had to guard a guard mm -hmm. at least for a game or two. Absolutely. Yeah, because that that Michael Red situation that haunted me a little bit. Yeah. Didn't want that to happen. said <laughs> <laughs> situation. Yeah. You go into that summer. I know you had high hopes to get to your know, player development in order, but then mm -hmm. Coach Knight gets fired. What were your thoughts? Did you ever think about leaving, or you know, or was it just a situation where you kind of knew Coach Davis was going to slide in, or uh, how did you feel about you know Coach Knight being fired and not being able to complete what I'm sure he talked to you guys about winning national championship. Mm -hmm. you, guys, you guys had what it took, you know, once you once JJ came aboard, once AJ mm -hmm. came in. You know, those were the players that those type of players that was missing in order for us to get over that hump. Uh, he was always good, but to get become great, you need the other person. Right. So, how did you feel when uh, you know when he was abruptly let go in the summer? I was, we was all angry about it, man. like because yeah. we didn't think it was a, a fair shake, right? Yeah, at the time. So, and at, when it first happened, we didn't know what was going to be the coaching situation. Yeah. But I think once uh, Coach Davis, Coach Trelor decided they were going to stay aboard, that's when I think everybody everybody else in the locker room was like, okay, we're going to come together. Yeah. Mm -hmm. You know, and finish what, you know, Coach them started. Mm -hmm. You know, they, they kind of joke about, I, mean, I had Coverdale on, I had Jeffries and Moyer. They kind of joke mm -hmm. about uh, 
Coach Davis's uh his inner his speech to you guys or, or what you know when when he when it was decided that he would be the head coach. Do you do you mm-hmm. recall uh any of Coach Davis Coach Davis's uh, introductory speech to you guys? I wasn't there that first day. Oh okay okay. Because it was like, you know, this was back when cell phones and stuff had just came out. Mm-hmm. Not everybody had one yet. So to get in touch with the team, you had to, I don't know. I don't even remember how they used to do it. <laughs> right, <But> exactly. <laughs> I was, I, I had kind of got off the grid. Mm-hmm. Once all that Coach Knight yeah. stuff happened, I went off the grid. Nobody could find me. So I'm hearing, like, the next day, he was like, bro, we had practice at 6 this morning. I was like, what? How? <laughs> like, like, yeah, I was, I didn't know what was going on. You missed but, the first practice. <laughs> yeah, I'm glad I did, too. We had them folks out, uh, out on the track. He set the tone that day, didn't he? <laughs> yeah, he set the tone. <laughs> he set the tone. Yeah, but mm-hmm. uh, once he took over, man, he made, he wanted to make sure all his practices were competitive. Absolutely. Like, we, every everything we did was a, competitive like game situation type mm-hmm. and if you lost you it, it was gonna be some repercussions suicide sprints or whatever yeah he made he made it hurt right. so everybody everybody competed every day mm-hmm. like like your life depending on it because <laughs> it felt like it did all right well did you have a parting conversation with coach knight uh did he ever try to get you i know a lot he tried to get a lot of guys to come on down there to tech with him it wasn't that summer but maybe the next year uh, i believe he i'm he had everybody over to his house okay and uh um he kind of like he wanted everybody to do what was right for them he said okay. he didn't want anybody making no rash decisions okay and just hopping up and leaving just because he was leaving oh okay that's good so he wanted to make sure everybody was doing right for their situation. Mm-hmm. And that's what I took from that. I'm like, yeah. Since, we, I mean, it had a lot to do with Coach Davis them getting a job. Right, and yeah. Mm-hmm. I think that made everybody's decision that much easier. That was the right thing to do for, that was the right thing to do for the university, man. You had right, to, right. Because my mother- Yeah, because he, he could have been, the way they did him, he could have been like, you know, urging us to get up out of there too. Absolutely, absolutely. But he didn't, he wasn't petty like that. That's good. That's good. You had an opportunity to play against and play with, and I'm sure you had a lot of battles on practice with Jared Jeffries, man. Did you see NBA first round pick when you initially ran up? Because I know we 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 competitors. We gonna you're gonna look at him and measure yourself like you know, yeah. everybody looking at you. You know, I'm I'm, I'm saying with you as, as before the, the the team part begins. But did you see uh, what was special about JJ? <clears throat> like. He was the one of the first people that could pretty much do everything out there on the court. Mm-hmm. So I got a chance to play against him uh, the summer before my freshman year. We oh, did one of those, uh, you know, those uh, barnstorming yep. tours you go on around, yeah, around, up around the state. Yep. yep. So when I played him then, I was like, oh, he, he's special, special. Right, <laughs> right. So he's special. Yeah. Uh-huh. yeah, so I knew from, even before he got to Indiana. Mm-hmm. And I, I got a chance, me and him got a chance to become friends. Like my freshman year was his senior year in high school. So I caught a lot of his games in and we, he's, he used to come over and hang out at the, at the apartment. And, you know, we became friends then. Mm-hmm. And just from the way he carried himself, how he used to always get in the gym and work no matter what. 
Right, no doubt. But yeah, he's he's gonna be one of the special ones. Absolutely. You and you looking back at your your career, man. You had to really take a back seat all the way up to your senior year, man. Right. Uh, how did you maintain and make it all about winning when you could have mm -hmm. easily, to me, if you would have played a lot more, started, got a lot of the recognition, you would have easily been a pro NBA. Uh -huh. You, know I mean? you would have got the, the the notoriety everybody else was getting, but I don't think you really started consistently until your senior year, maybe into your right. junior year. You know, I man. How did you? How was you able to just, you know, what I'm gonna take this role because it's, mm -hmm. it's gonna be what's best for the team winning? Because I know Kirk Hastings was there with you. It was Kirk and mm -hmm. Jared. Then it was, right. uh, you know, then you and Jared, and then, you know mm -hmm. what I mean? So, but so every, you know, you had to, I'm sure the coach Davis had to divvy out those minutes, but right. you, you took the back seat, man. How did, how did, why were you able to get through it? You, uh, winning, winning gonna heal a lot of those wounds. When you're mm -hmm. going out of you, you actually in games, you got a chance to win out a lot of them games. Mm -hmm. That healed a lot of that, you know, the stuff you hear from, you know, other fans that think you should be starting up. Family members who think you should be starting. Right. But yeah. When you win it, and I'm I'm finishing out most of them games anyway. Yeah. Whether you start or not. So that kind of took that out of my head. Right. Uh -huh. mm -hmm. He's just unselfish. He's an unselfish player, man, and then an ability to do that it contributed to a lot of wins. And and people yeah. don't people don't understand how difficult it is when you got people in your ear. Like that's why you right. see a lot of these kids today making bad decisions. Is because they got people coming. Man, you should be starting because he, oh, yeah. he better than him. You you more athletic than him. It's like, and they listen to it, transfer, and then just destroy their whole career, man. So I understand, especially at mm -hmm. a Big Ten school where you're on TV every day, your family members see you every day. Mm -hmm. They want to see you do well, but they don't understand the process. So right. they try to mess it up. They, they unknowingly mess yeah. it up for you, man. And mm -hmm. I was looking at your stats. I'm like, he didn't start a lot, you know, until your senior right. you almost got almost like you got rewarded your senior year. Like, All right, right, right. You took the back seat long enough, man. 34 games played, 34 games start. You it, yeah. it, it, and your numbers went up. So, you know, what yeah. I mean, what what how did, did you enjoy, or did you like the way that Coach Davis used you? Or would, you know, as, as you're looking back, you think you could have done a lot more in his system? Yeah, uh, he, well, we had to do what we had to do because of uh, just necessity, really. Right. Uh, uh, the team we had, we was, we was probably one of the smallest teams in the Big Ten. Mm -hmm. by, the time, by the time I got to be a senior, like, Moye played a lot of them games at the four. The four, yeah, yep. <laughs> he had the four. I'm at the five. You know, that's the small. <laughs> that's smaller than a lot of D two school. Ask Moye how his backfield today. <laughs> right. <laughs> <laughs> Playing the four in the Big Ten guard Jared Sullinger. Good luck with that. <laughs> yeah, he going through it. <laughs> right. Yeah. So we had we had to do we had to do you know based on you know what we had we had to work what we had. Absolutely. Yeah. There's nothing wrong with that. Uh, yeah. And it worked for you guys. I just, you know, you we all reflect on our careers what we could have did more. I hate, yeah. I, I, I didn't, looking back, you know, through through uh, through defections and through transfers, I was moved all the way over to the two. When, mm -hmm. when I first got there, I was just a combo. You know what I mean? I was right. doing everything. I'm running the offense. I'm coming off. I'm breaking down, doing everything. My numbers was 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 higher. I mean, they were across the board, and everybody left, and I had to shoot all the balls because yeah. I just see a lot of necessity. We just 
didn't have guys that were, you know, put it in a hole like that. So, right. you know, that's just reflections. Uh, I think it all works out the way it's supposed to work out man, mm-hmm. at the end of the day. And it, and it contributed to winning, man. I had a great time and we won a lot of right. games, man. So, but it's March Madness time, man. I know you kind of really get reflective around this time. And I know you see a oh, lot yeah. of your guys' highlights. What was it like? Uh, in, in that season, that 01, I believe 01, 02 season where you guys mm-hmm. made that magical run and you got a chance to really feel the allure of Indiana basketball, the fans and how crazy it was. I just, I know your VIP status in Bloomington just went all in the state of Indiana, went all the way through the roof. Yeah. Like what, oh, was, yeah. the, what was that? What, what made that team special, man? Man, we just had a whole bunch of unselfish guys, man. Yeah. That, like I said, man, uh, Coach Davis put that competitive every day. We didn't know. We only knew one way to go. Right. Because every every day in practice, we compete like that. So we didn't know but one way to play. Everybody was unselfish with it. And to this day, man, it's still one of the, one of the highlights of my playing career. Just, just that run. I mean, I was yes. there. I mean, I felt in spirit. I mean, you got a chance to, you know, the Duke game. Like, I don't know, you he was in the Duke game. Mm-hmm. Once you got that victory, you know, once you got that win and you beat a number one seed, knock them out, you know, what was what was that feeling like to and you know, it's Duke, you know, we we beat North Carolina, we beat Duke, mm-hmm. we're not losing to those programs. Right. I mean how, how was how was that experience just going through that whole 16 process? I mean, you couldn't really tell us we didn't belong there. We already knew. Yeah. Well, you know, people didn't give us a chance. I mean, that team was full of pros. So uh, if I was a bed man, I probably wouldn't have either. <laughs> right. <laughs> but uh, you couldn't you couldn't tell nobody in that locker room that we didn't have a chance to be blown there. Yeah. So and then once we got there, we knew we were yeah. on some on what, some special. What point in that game did you did you look around? Was like, hey man, we we finna win this game. Like, yeah. was it a point we, in that game or just, you know, just the process? It was just the process, bro. We down 17 at the half. Uh-huh. And <laughs> we was like, man, take it one bucket at a time. Yeah. One bucket yeah. at a time. Was, yeah, Mike was, Davis, was Mike Davis livid at half? Was he was he going crazy? Or what was Mike Davis' uh, demeanor like at halftime of that game? He, <laughs> on the way back in, he said, we're going to win this game. Uh-huh. I said, all right. <laughs> all right. right. Keep it he noticed he noticed something that we didn't out there on the court. Uh-huh. And we started take, taking advantage of some of those things they were doing to us. They kind of had us threw off at first. Mm-hmm. Started taking advantage of some of those things. Next thing you know, we down three. We in it now. Right, we in it. It's, it's, mm-hmm. Anything can happen at this point. Right. And uh, obviously the Moyer block, you know, Jared Jeffrey stepping up to play. Guys just start making plays, man. And and that's what we all dream to be in that position. You guys win that game. You get to the final four. The final four in your home state, in your hometown, man. Oh, yeah. Tell me, what, what was that experience like? And did you, did you have an overload of family members just trying to get in the game? Like, what was that whole uh, being able to play the final four in your hometown like? I know that's cool for you, man. I know that's yeah, it was crazy. Luckily, I had, I could get I got a lot of tickets, mm-hmm. so I was able to get everybody up in there. Okay. It was when I say it's unreal, man. Mm-hmm. Like I think I was shaking the first time I checked in that game. I bet. Like I bet. just from like I don't know butterflies, yeah, uh, whatever you want to call it. Like 
I, I went in for like one minute and Tree Lord pulled me right back out. It was like, <laughs> look, are you ready? Are you ready for this? <laughs> right. You don't look like you're ready for this. <laughs> you see it in your eyes. <laughs> yeah. So after that, uh, you know, I went back in, kind of got got into a little groove. Uh-huh, you settled but, in. Yeah. I mean, that was a heck of a front line. It was Alani Baxter. Uh, was he was he on that, that team? Oh, that was that was Maryland team. We played Oklahoma. Oh, you the Oklahoma the, first, did then you played. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Dang. Mm-hmm. So you get a chance to play in the national championship game, man. And and, and you you advance, survive, you advance, you play Maryland in the national championship game. What was mm-hmm. that experience like? Oh, I'm still mad about that. We we had a, we was in that game up until like halfway through the second half. Mm-hmm. And, you know, they had a couple of pros, Juan Dixon and them. Yeah, yeah. They, they kind of just flipped the switch on us. Yeah. That was all she wrote. I mean, it was a heck of a basketball team, heck of a basketball game. Yeah. We guys were a heck of a team as well, man. And I, mm-hmm. I was in the league, I was doing my league things. So I wasn't, you know, I yeah. was watching. I'm like, man, they, they deserve to be there. And I, I just, I just couldn't imagine how everything changed for you guys within Who's Your Nation. I mean, I just, I can imagine, like, what was it when you guys returned to campus, man, mm-hmm. you probably get sleep for a couple of days. Like, what, what was the, the the atmosphere like in a, in a channel? I know the fans now are clamoring to hear something positive about yeah. uh, <laughs> about the about, about that experience, man. What, what, what was it like returning back to Bloomington as, as a Final Four participants? Uh, it was awesome, man. I mean, it was, it was, I mean, you know, being on campus already, yes, being yes. in Indiana, it's it's already always a buzz around the basketball program. Right. But once we got back from that, man, it, it went up tenfold. No, I bet right. Everywhere we went, everywhere we went, man, it was crazy. Mm-hmm. I'm just, I'm so happy we don't, we didn't have social media back then. Man, for sure. Uh, I, I don't get on the kids today uh, because. I, I tell them all the times like we did the same stuff. We just didn't have no video cameras. We didn't have no cell phones. We didn't have instant social media to to, to get somebody to come. And we did the same things, man. I was like, put them phones up, man, as much as you can, because that's much you can. None of that stuff can get you in trouble. But you know, we I can imagine how the atmosphere was on campus and, and the buzz and you know, because because automatically they like we going again. Like, you know, yeah. and I'm sure you guys thinking the same thing. Like, we finna, we, yeah. we doing this again. So, you know, I mean, that's, it's nothing like that being a part of that, man. So, but you end up being a senior, senior year, you got great numbers, averaging 15, about seven, you know, almost two blocks a game, man. Uh, what was uh, the the uh, NBA draft process like for you? And, and why do you think you ended up not uh, getting, I don't know, did you get drafted? I did not. You didn't get drafted. Why do you think because uh, you were 16? I mean, you are exactly the prototype of what they play today. Like, oh, you know, I, I feel the same way about I feel the same way about myself because you know they wasn't you either had to be a point guard or you had to be a six five shooting guard. Now they get all kind of little six one gunning guards in the in the NBA. So mm-hmm. you know it's timing. It was timing. timing. I, I came along at the wrong time, you know what I mean? So yeah. what was your process like and why do you think they overlooked you? Well, I went to a lot of workouts, a lot of teams. I went to pre-draft, all that. Mm-hmm. And once I got into meetings with those coaches, they pre- You hit mute, hit the mute, you hit the mute. Okay, you go, man. You going in and out, you good? You hear me now? Okay, I got you now, yeah, go ahead. All right, so they was pretty much saying, like, you don't really have a position. I heard the word twin there a lot. 
Wow. Are you in between positions? Yeah. And now, you know, they love them type of guys. Yeah. <laughs> Everybody a tweener. Yeah. <laughs> like that. That's crazy. That's that's crazy. Like you said, real time. It, it, it was time. It's all. It's all. I always knew the NBA was all about relationships and timing, man. And this, you got great relationships, you can get in. Which you know, not playing for Coach Knight, you ain't have great relationships with the NBA. Right. I mean, he didn't. Mm -hmm. That was just his thing. You knew that before you went there. He he, mm -hmm. he couldn't stand the NBA, and he didn't allow them to come in practices and watch you and all, all right. that. You know, Mike Davis may have for you, but Coach Knight didn't do that. And then you know, it's timing. It's like now. And we both of our positions are everywhere you in, in NBA. You, mm -hmm. you got a little gun and guard, you got a, mm -hmm. a six nine guy that can handle and switch and, and play all different positions, man. So, mm -hmm. but you decided, you know what, I'm gonna go on and go on here and make me some money in Japan, right? It is, it, right. It, is Japan the only place you play professionally? My first year out, I played in Spain. Oh, okay, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and then uh, the, the next year I went to Japan. And I just fell in love with it over there. Absolutely. Yeah, it was. What was how, how, how did you adjust to that, man? Because, you know, playing overseas is a different animal. And you got to adapt to it. Your first year, you're going to be like, man, I'm ready to go to the crib. I yeah. mean, I ain't think about these people. Can't, they don't speak mm -hmm. your language. Hard to order food. Everything mm -hmm. is difficult. Little mm -hmm. bitty beds. You know what I'm saying? That's right. Small portions of food and drink, like you know what I mean. Yeah. You just get frustrated, but then there's a there's a calm that happens when you get your checks and you adapt. <laughs> you get them checks. You're like, all right, I'm gonna make this you. work. What was it like being a, a guy roaming around Japan? And what cities were you in? Uh, my first three, I was in, I was in Osaka. Okay. And, and it was me and your boy. Me and your boy Lynn was on the, on the we got oh, on the Lynn Washington. Shout out Lynn yeah. Washington, man. I'm gonna get him on the pod. And so yeah. did, did you put Lynn on? Huh? Did you put Lynn on? Nah, he, I got uh I ended up uh my agent hit me, it was like, we got a team for you in Japan. Whoop -dee -whoop. He said somebody you might know on the team, Lynn Washington. I was like, what? What? Oh, it's on. He was like, cause he had, he had been over there. He had been over there for like three, four years already. Oh, he was there before you. Okay. Yeah. Uh huh. So you, yeah. you step in and make an impact. Like you become one of the Japan's greatest basketball players, man. Well, Stefan Marbury ish. What? Um, right. <laughs> how was you able to adjust to that? I know you know the, the, with the, the culture change, the the, the diet mm -hmm. change, all that kind of stuff. How was you able to to settle in? Well, I mean, my next six years in Japan, I was in Okinawa. Okay. So I got we got all the uh, military bases. Oh, okay. uh, yeah, it's Americans everywhere. So that one really uh. Uh, culture shop. It was, oh, okay. It was, you know, yeah, you had everything you needed, pretty much. Everything. Uh -huh. I had cable hookup, mm -hmm. so I can watch American TV anytime. You know, we had plenty of restaurants on the basis. Absolutely, yeah. So living over there was pretty easy uh -huh. compared to you know other places on the mainland. Absolutely. How did yeah. uh, how did uh you know for me playing overseas man it, it changed my mindset about you know just life in general just, I think playing overseas makes you open your mind up and think differently man how did, did, that, mm -hmm. did that was that the same for you uh, were you able to start thinking more abroad and about things that you know are more important to you in life when it comes to family and business and things of that nature because you just got time to think at the end of the day right you, know? you got right. time to think what did you uh 
how did that did it open you up and, and, and help you mature as a person? Well, it did open me up to uh, want to, I could, I, now right now, even to this day, I, it's nothing I won't try at least once. Right, yeah. And mm -hmm. I believe that experience I had overseas helped, mm. helped open my mind up to that. It's like, it's some foods I wouldn't, I would never have tried. Absolutely. Now I done tried pretty much everything. Uh-huh. I done, yeah. I done had every type of raw fish imaginable. <laughs> really? <laughs> Yeah. Man. I grew to love it. Now I love sushi. Now you I, love I, I, I need it at least once a week now. Did that contribute to your 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 love to like you, you talked about the food truck earlier? Did that contribute to that being over in Japan? Or were you yeah, already did. you thought about that before you got over there? No, not at all. Uh-huh. Not at all. So George ended up coming over there to play with me one year. Okay. So all we did, all we did was barbecue. <laughs> like, right. every weekend after the games we have you know have some people over with throw some stuff on the grill that's when we first started you know dabbling into the the barbecue barbecuing and uh he retired a couple years before i did and he he said he had this idea of you know starting a truck mm -hmm. and uh would i be able to come would i be willing to come in on with it i was like you like it i love it let's do it right let's get it and it's been history. Yeah, that's what's we, up. What's, what's the name we, of the food truck? Ooh Wee Barbecue. Ooh Wee Barbecue. We're going to be looking yeah. for that, man. Uh, this we seven gonna, years in, you know. Yep. We're going to come down there and support that, when, especially when you get when you get back down to Indiana, man. Um, oh, yeah. You, you end up being a rock star in Japan, so to speak, man. The, the, the team love you, win six titles. But what mm -hmm. made you ultimately give it up? Oh, man. I was ready to get home, man. Yeah. Like, uh -huh. I, like I was ready to get home and start the next chapter. Yeah, definitely. So to speak. Yeah. Uh, wasn't getting no younger. Yeah. <laughs> I had these look nagging injuries kept coming up. And yeah. I was like, man, it's, it might be time. Definitely. Time to hang it up, yeah. Did you have any regret once you did it? Oh, yeah, immediately. Immediately, really? Yeah, that that first that first season, man. Back home, I was like, man, what am I doing here? <laughs> exactly. Uh, I, I, you know, I you say we had a lot of time then. I had, I was like, well, I go work out in the morning. And be had the rest of the day to just I'm like, man, I need to be doing something, man. Right. <laughs> but I'm going to the gym. I can still play. Yeah, <laughs> you think you can still play? Yeah, <laughs> I think yeah. Yeah. What's going on? Mm -hmm. Yeah. I got in, got in the groove, started doing other things. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and fi finally, you know, got settled into my next niche. And yeah, definitely. I was, then, I was, then I was comfortable with it. All it takes is something else. Like, it's, yeah. it's just find out what that something else is. And then it gets, your mind shifts. And yeah. then you realize, like, oh, man, yeah, I am too old to be playing some basketball. Yeah, I was like, yeah, I wasn't ready for two days. <laughs> <Exactly>. <laughs> Hey, do you keep up with the team, the current team at all? Have you been keeping up over the last few years? I, you know, for uh, a little bit, you know, mm -hmm. but like, like you said, Moye hit you up all the time. Mm -hmm. We probably talk, we got a group chat going. We talk basically all day, every day. Right. Mm -hmm. And he keep us knowledgeable about everything right. going on. Mm -hmm. So even if we don't watch all the games, we know who's the players, who we got. 
who we got coming in because yeah. he, he keeps us pretty much informed. Well, you know, you guys were the, uh, there at a time where, you know, 20 wins was, was, was the minimum you could do for the program and, you know, making, making NCAA tournaments, making long, deep runs. And mm -hmm. now we haven't found any consistency uh, uh, in, in, in the IU program since those right. days. I mean, we had some good moments. I think Tom yeah. Green came in and, and, and started to throw out some trash and fix some things and get it back. Right. But then, you know, he had his issues and then he was let go. What, why do you think IU hasn't found that, you know, the consistency that they had in the Bob Knight era? Uh, you know, if you, you know, you're, you're a cerebral person. I know you said and thought about things. You, you just don't speak on them all the time. Right. And, uh, but, you know, you know, those are the guys that, that really has some, some thoughtful things to say when it comes to, because they tend to think about it all the time. Why do you think it's, it's been inconsistent since you guys left? Hey man, I can't tell you because mm. the talent has been there. Yeah. I so we've been having the talent. I don't know if it's just the chemistry or whatever's going on. Mm -hmm. But we got the players yeah. to make some of these solid runs, solid seasons happen. Uh -huh. Just for whatever reason or another, we ain't able to put it together. Right. Yeah, well, yeah, they do you feel like uh like I did you? They let my coach Davis go. I'll, I'll tell you my theory. My theory is you got to come to grips with your past. Like that's mm -hmm. that's always I always felt like I always felt like it was a black cloud hanging over the program once you know you know coach coach uh, Davis was gone. Like when he mm -hmm. left, they start making some some questionable decisions. In my opinion, bring guys in, and uh, but when you haven't reconciled your past as they did finally with uh, Coach Knight returning back in February, mm -hmm. but, you know. I always felt like that, uh, that there was a, 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 a moment to move on from Bob Knight guys. You know what right. I mean? And I feel mm -hmm. like those guys would help bridge a gap. You know what I mean? Like I felt bridge the gap and, and to, to keep the energy alive in the fan base, but the, you know, to also keep, you know, Knight's legacy alive, but also move on to the future, man. I think, I think that's where the ball was dropped. I felt it looked as if, you know, I don't, I don't have any confirmation. It was like when we Coach Knight became too powerful and mm -hmm. we don't want that to repeat itself. Right. So, you know, we're going to bring in guys and people who have really not very much of a connection to IU and, mm -hmm. and we're going to build from there. But at the end of the day, you just got too much history. And right. people from 2002 Final Four to all these different time periods where the fans remember that and they can't let that go. Because right. there's no there's no resemblance of it. So until you reconcile that and you and you bridge those gaps, I think you're gonna struggle. That's just this is my my little personal opinion, man. And it's not for anybody, it's not to I'm, downplay any coach or disrespect. Yeah. Any coach. I ain't never thought about it like that, but you, yeah. you make a good point. Yeah. I just, I mean, I just been watching. I'm not, I'm not a die, I'm a, I'm a die hard, but I ain't a die hard. I'm like, right, I right, can't right. win or lose, but I'm not going to yeah. get, you know, jump on Twitter and start bashing everybody. Because <laughs> right. I just, I stay away from that. But I am smart enough to see that, you know, uh, they went away from what was Indiana basketball. Right. We're talking about from a higher end perspective, you know what I mean? I hope, mm -hmm. I know I got a good relationship with I Scott Dawson, and I just met with Scott Dawson on this podcast. And, you know, mm -hmm. I think he understands that. You know, I think he will make the right decisions when the time is right to, to uh -huh. start bridging that gap. Right. And we can all become, it's almost like, when, when, the, when Big Mama lead a family, you know what I mean? Like, you know, when Big Mama lead a family, all the family reunions stop. 
Lord yeah. lifted the, the family story. I know when my grandmother mm -hmm. passed, like everything just changed. Yeah. Like, now we arguing for no reason, no more reunions, mm -hmm. no more nothing. I said, I said, so when Vic, when Bob Knight was let go, it, the family, like Jay-Z said, the family feuded. Like, you know what yeah. I mean? Like at the end of the yeah. day. Yeah. Exactly. And the only person that could bring that back is Coach Knight, but you went away from everything that is Bob Knight. So mm -hmm. it's like, you, you're connected to that. I'm connected to that. Everybody's connected because you're going to walk through those halls. That's all you're going to see and talk about. And, right. you know, I think I think players, I think our players, we need to speak up a little more. Not not about coaching changes, and but we need to speak up a little more about how, you know, they, they've lost to Purdue nine times in a row at the end of the day. Like, come on, man. Like, you can't have that. You can't have that. I don't. You know, I can't make an excuse for that. You know, I think they lost yeah. Michigan six times in a row. I think it's five times in a row at home. You know, what I mean, Purdue put out a uh, a, like a, a, a graphic design basically saying Assembly Hall is our home. Oh, like, <laughs> I was like, it was like smack, smacking the hell out of you. Yeah. And he said, I said, that stuff is unacceptable. I can't, right. you know, I, and I, I know the coaching staff over there knows that's unacceptable. Like, but yeah. at this point, we got to do something about it. And I think our, we got a, a heck of an alumni base, a fan base, and, you know, play, former player base. And we need to be a little more vocal about, the expectations of the program, you know, absolutely the the not, uh, you know, you got to win. I'm not the guy to say you got to win a championship every year. I know how, how I know how hard that is. Yeah. But you, you need to be competitive and you need to win. We need to be competitive, games. bro. Yeah. yeah. You can win your games. You're supposed to win. I know I went off on a little tangent, but you know, I, I always encourage our former players like, Hey, hey the time is now. Like, we want, mm -hmm. if we want change. We got to get in Scott Dolson's ear. And, and make sure he yeah. understands that the players want change at the end of the day. We want, we want, we want to be competitive. Whatever we got to do, whether it's with Archie Miller or it's without Archie Miller, we yeah. want we want a team we can watch the game and not be embarrassed. Exactly. <laughs> and, that, and sometimes that's why we don't watch the game. Sometimes I don't, I don't turn it on. I'm not finna watch yeah. it. I'm finna get beat. <laughs> like you could never say that in the Bob Knight era, like or Coach nah. Davis, that you was gonna lose. Like you just talked about, it was competitiveness. You know, what I mean, you guys were winners, man. At the end of the day, we all we were winners. So, uh, I, I just hope that's they all we want. That's all we want for the program. Mm -hmm, definitely, and uh, you guys did that, man. And and uh, what? So, first of all, you call the Ooh Wee Barbecue Truck, man, and and you guys are located right now in North Carolina, right? Charlotte, yeah. Charlotte, North Carolina. So, all our Charlotte listeners and and guys and people out in North Carolina, make sure you get to that. Where can they find that truck? Uh, look us, get us on social media. We're on all social media, eat we barbecue. Okay. Mm -hmm. We barbecue, so give, check that out. My, 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 um, I don't know if you remember my stepfather, he opened a barbecue spot here. It's oh, called, yeah. he called Q for You. Uh, so oh, okay. he's a big barbecue guy, man. He's been doing it for yes. 20 years. He survived the pandemic. So yeah. man, yeah, get you down and, uh, you know, get, get you, get you, a, get you some service. Get you some food out there, man. Cause oh, yeah. he, oh, yeah. he, he claims he claims to be one of the kings of this thing. So you know. What I mean? All right. <laughs> so, but man, I appreciate you joining me, man. And uh, but my last question to you would be, what made IU a special place, and how do you want the Indiana fans to remember you? Oh man. Well, first of all, the fans made it special. As soon as I stepped foot on campus, mm -hmm. the fans welcomed me in with open arms, and I don't think we got a it's not, it's not a, not another school fan base like ours. Right, that's true. So that's that's the one thing I want to say. And uh, me, man, uh, <laughs> just a guy that did what he had to do for the team. 
Yeah. Uh, be known as one of the ultimate team guys. Absolutely. That's how, you know what I'm saying? Absolutely. Ultimate glue guy, man. Jeff Newton stepping to the house of Hoosier podcast. Man, we, we, we're delighted to have you. Glad to catch up with you, man. See what's going on. Glad to see you doing well. I see, yeah, I see, man. I see the jerseys in the background. I see, I see, oh, yeah. IU, I see the IU emblem in the background, man. And you see, always repping, man. Always, always represent. Always I, I, I got my own little room out here. I got yeah. a little corner in my basement. And, and yeah. it ain't going to be nothing but IU faithful. So, man, we look forward to you. We look, we look forward. Make sure you reach out so we can get you on, so we can uh, support. If you come back, uh, you bring the food truck down to Bloomington oh, yeah. so we can, you know, drive people to those places, uh, especially yes, football rocking. So it's going to be a lot of tailgating this year. Oh, yeah. And make oh, sure yeah. y'all get down for that. And obviously, who's your hysteria, man? Hey, uh, man, appreciate you, bro. No problem, appreciate man. Good to see you, bro. You too, bro.